We're good. Damn, dude, that bass is just jumping. Is it booming? Got the got the bass jumping. Mm. Mm. Oh man, you know what I got in this cup right now? I got a. It's an americano with a little bit of milk in it. Okay. It's hit me. It went right past the, the veins and went straight into my bones. Oh. Which I was like, I don't even know biologically how you can bypass such things. I was like, I think you got to uh-huh. go to the veins first. You got. You might want to see a doctor. About but this that. Americano was okay. like, I'm going to go right past those veins and straight into the bones. Yeah. I don't think your bones need to be woken up, right? Oh, my bones need to be all telling you. Them bones need to be right. Woken up. Yeah. We got lots going on today on a Tuesday, which is my kind of day. Tuesday is my kind of day. Monday, you got it's a couple. Day, huh? Well, Monday, you got a couple cobwebs. You got to get the vacuum yeah, you gotta out. You got to dust yourself off. Yeah, you get the... We all do. You know what you do? You get the vacuum with the long nozzle, and you reach up to the corner, uh-huh. and you gobble up some cobwebs. Yeah. But on a Tuesday, let me tell you what. Let me tell you something. You're all greased up. <laughs> you emptied that baby out. Oh you look up in the corner. It's spick and span. It's squeaky clean. You grab mm. your Americano. You head into the office. Willie Doo gives you the countdown. He puts the bass in your eardrums. And ooh, you can do whatever you want on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And that goes for everybody who's in here right now. You can do whatever you want on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Oh, I never felt like that on a Tuesday before. You know, it used to be Toonie Tuesday. I told you that. It used to be Toonie Tuesday back Uh-oh. in the day. And let me tell you, Uh-oh. on a Tuesday, they give you a deal on a Tuesday because... They know you just woke up on a Tuesday. It took uh-huh. you a day. It took you a Monday. And then they gave you the deal on the chicken, didn't they? Yeah. And then they gave you the deal at the movie theater, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So all around town, people were treating you different. You used to get a two-piece. You used to get a two-piece with fries for two bucks yeah. back in the day. You can't pull that off these days, no, Well, no. I'll get arrested. Although it looks like, what, did they bring it back momentarily? Because I'm I don't seeing believe 222. It. Well, that must have been in 2022. They brought back yeah. the 222. They don't have it anymore. For one day. <laughs> but listen, guys, for those that don't even know what a toonie is, you understand that well? Because they're not in the uh, Canadian, not versed in Canadian lore. It was a coin within a coin. Hey. You're damn right it was a coin and a coin and it had a po- was, yeah. polar bear and it was the most Canadian coin of all time. Yeah. And we didn't call it $2, no, we called it a toonie. Uh-huh. And you could toss those babies around and get yourself in the good graces of whoever you might have scooted a toonie to uh-huh. Uh-huh. on a Tuesday. They're and, cool. Well, because it meant something, you could take that double coin worth two times a loony that's the one with the loon on it Mm -hmm. see how that goes how you landed on the toonie because the loon became the loony and you could take that thing down to kfc and get yourself a two-piece with that toonie yeah and fries better days good time better days will yeah no i hear you why you keep bringing me back to this story will can't you tell i'm can't you tell i'm surfing right now yeah can't you tell i'm floating right now 
I'm 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 somewhere in the atmosphere on a day like today. Did piss me off, however. Why? Well, because I've been charging this car because I don't have a tr- the other car. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So now I'm charging the car, and it's like one of the one of the winter pet peeves of the electric car. It's all muddy and dirty. Yeah, it's gross, man. So then you're like, let me pull this in and charge it, and just like take a dump on the floor mm-hmm. while I'm at it. And then what are you hosing things? Like, like what is this process? Yeah, are you getting a car wash every five seconds? Uh-huh. Do we need these chargers outdoors? Like, how are you dealing with that? Uh, I'm dealing with it firsthand. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> right. Um, but I drive the Bronco. Oh, do you? Oh, I, I love oh, that. Oh, do you? Yeah. After your... But I, I hear you. The Tesla. After your video thing. with my skepticism, when you were like, Oh, I love my Tesla so much. Bronco's cool, dude. Like, Bronco's kind of cool, but I choose Tesla. Yeah. That was how you ended the video. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, I come, I'm coming over here to work, and I'm like, wait a minute. What? That looks like a Bronco again. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait a second. That's three consecutive days. Wait a second. Weather kind of grimy. Mr. Bronco comes to the rescue, doesn't he? Yep. Uh, I I like it. I like um, train plugs. Yeah. So it's anyway, it, down. it, it yeah. goes. It's when push comes to shove. That's when you find the truth in life. Well. Yeah. When when uh, when when stuff isn't going well is when you figure out what's really real. And when stuff is going to a T, then you're not sure what's what. Mm. So, you know, we could use a bunch of different terms for this. It's been coined in the past. Many poets have attempted to tackle it. But when you're not at your best moment, it's though it's whatever's still around at that moment. That's the real stuff. Okay. And so when the weather hits you sideways, when it hits you with the left hook, whichever car you reach for, now that's your car, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't take it for granted. That's when you live with the polar bears in Toonie Land mm-hmm. and you hope for a deal on some chicken, don't you? Yeah. Sony is going to launch a PS5 Pro. Damn, well, I just got my hands on the other PS5. That's what yeah, it's going to say. They're finally available. That's what it's going to say over there in the in the chat is I just got the P- I was waiting forever to get this now you gotta pro me up. You gotta hit me with the pro launching April 2023. That's not even are you nuts? Are you serious? Are you serious with this date? Well, this is just speculation. Well, I know it's speculation, but it's having an are you serious and reaction nice from me. Yeah. With liquid cooling, the PS5 has been available for just over two years, which is also kind of wild because people are still having trouble getting their hands on it. Mm-hmm. Sony is currently getting ready. You guys are crazy. Let me just tell you, people here are crazy about PlayStation 5 stuff. And let me tell you something. If, like, I felt I was uh, on my way driving in and I realized something about, like, us doing these live shows mm. is a lot of people don't realize it's not on the videos tab anymore. Yeah. And so people are catching up with the clips, which is fine. We greatly appreciate it. And we've seen some PlayStation clips. People are are still hungry. They're so hungry Mm. for PlayStation related. But I just want to remind people at this moment, if you're one of these people that's been having difficulty finding the full show, you might want to go ahead and hit the notification thing, like where you actually get a notifier. Because after the live is finished, it goes into a separate tab now. It doesn't show up on the videos page. So this was just a little preamble. I didn't have to throw it in there. But like just in general, you don't want to miss this stuff. 
hit your bell. At least hit the bell on the main channel because me and Willie do. We've been live for a while. Yeah, we're trying. We've been consistent. And we actually kind of want to know what you guys are feeling about it. So just anyway, just click that thing as well. Sends us a signal like, okay, yeah, they are into the live thing. They're meeting us there. And so we do that. Yeah. Uh, so bell it up. But anyway, PlayStation 5 uh, Pro interim ps6 it seems like they're excited about and reason being is because of how people gobbled up the playstation 5 regular Mm -hmm. it just showcased that there's still a huge appetite for these consoles in 2023 so sony can put the renewed energy and resources into it including a pro model which as you know they've done in the past ps5 pro will of course have a new design according to a source with knowledge on the situation this would arrive in the next few weeks now this is i don't will like maybe it's a reach we're talking about the playstation 5 pro intriguing piece of information about sony's upcoming home console was revealed by the uh abishek yadav insider referring to the french phone android website citing an anonymous source anonymous he claims that the japanese company will launch a completely new ps5 model as early as april 2023 as early quotations as early or roughly 2.5 years after the end of 2020 which saw the launch of the current model source confirms it'll be a pro model rather than a slim variant could be one or the other right we've seen that in the Mm -hmm. past and we've been hearing about it for a while, presumably better console performance and, as a result, a new chip from AMD. However, it's still too early to predict the level of power that we could expect. Of course, also, people will be curious and interested in what it might look like. Yeah, It does seem kind of crazy. You can't meet the demand for the current model, but now you're going to tease people with a pro model. Will, do you well, have some insight here? Someone in the chat said uh, they first saw the PS5 for the first time in Target. Just sitting there. Days ago, today. Yeah. Just sitting there. Well, so me... the, the inventory is coming out. Okay. People still can get them. All right. Well, so you're 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 putting your stamp on this. You said that pros coming out. And didn't we make a story about um, the PS6 coming out in 2017? Yeah, I was just talking about it. Yeah. So like, speed up with your pro already. It could be yeah, the right time. <laughs> maybe even next year. Okay, like yeah, I know, I know. He said earliest. What do you think the price point on something like that's going to be? That's going to have to be, unless the price of the regular PS5 comes down yeah. because the Pro comes uh-huh. along, but it's going to have to be, what, 650 Yeah. I, I don't know, man. And with liquid cooling. That's and like, with liquid cooling. I also supplied a story. I don't know if it made it in or not on the new controller as well. Yeah. You got that in there as well? Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, you're absolutely on fire today. Not that I expected any different. I didn't. This one snuck up on me. I didn't even realize this was going on. DualSense Edge, the best controller ever made, according to Game Central. What do you, the best controller ever made? Mm. Big words, man. PS5 gets a new iteration of the DualSense controller that's more customizable and more expensive. Well, of course it would be. People love to go in there and customize these things. We mm-hmm. saw it happen with the likes of Scuff and, and these other... Uh, Xbox had their own, like, elite Oh, series. my God. Remember that? Yeah. And you liked it. You're putting the paddles and... Uh-huh. I like the aesthetic of that one, too, with the, yeah. the sort of brushed aluminum sure. components on top of the matte black finish. It was very... Mm, mm. <laughs> Tasty. Whatever else... I mean, you're not supposed to eat it, but I gave it a shot. Whatever else is said about the PlayStation 5, there are few, very few people that would argue that the DualSense controller is a major improvement on the previous designs. I do like this controller. 
extremely iconic. This is true. However, Xbox did go out and make the Elite Series, as you suggested, Will, so maybe they felt a little bit behind. I see the price quoted up top as 209 uh, British pounds, which is holy guacamole. Mm-hmm. That's a big boy right there. You want to do the conversion on that? No, don't even bother because we just know it's a lot in USD. Uh, it's going to be released Thursday, January 26th. And what is today? 24th. Oh, can we get one of those? You know anybody over there? Uh, that sounds like a yeah. YouTube short to me. Yeah, I think we have it here. Easy. Yeah. You're screaming at me. <sighs> wow. Of course, it'll charge up over USB Type-C as it has in the past. And here, Will's going to show us a video of some of the wonderful uh, new developments. Ultra-customizable controls. Look at this. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're going to swap out. We're going to swap like out the texture. caps. Yes, yeah. the different modules on the thumbsticks. We're going to be able to swap them out. Concave, convex. Oh, get out of town. Let's paddles. just put some different paddles in. Map cool. them differently. Scuff style. Button mapping. Look at the Rocket League. Will, people are excited about this. Oh. Adjustable trigger stop so you're faster on the trigger mm. when you're playing your games. Tunable stick sensitivity in dead zones. Uh, what is this game? That's the one you were playing. Horizon. Yeah, you got the Horizon. Adaptive triggers for your Gran Turismos and your braided cable with a lockable connector housing so it doesn't come loose at the wrong time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're going to get excited. Control profiles and settings. You just love when you see an iteration and all types of improvements, don't mm-hmm. you? Look at the custom case to fit the custom controller. You go to your friend's house, and you charge it through the case. Mm. And you charge it through the case. And you go to your friend's house, and your friend looks over at you, and he's completely jealous, and he's like, man, why you got to do me like that? I invite you over. My mom made sandwiches, and you got to pull this thing out. (laughs) You got to pull that one out. Uh Yeah. You know the feeling I'm talking Uh about. Well, well, this Uh is very exciting. Uh I just love to see it. You make, a, you make an iteration. You listen to people. You make the improvements. Hopefully everything goes according to plan. You get the good battery life out of it. January 26th, very soon. I think some people might buy that thing, even at that insane price tag. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the USD is going to be, 250 something like that. It's something. For those, it's not nothing. For those heavy hitters. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Inflation's gotten Americans fed up with all tipping. I see you take a deep breath on that one, don't you? Because you're feeling the pinch, aren't you? You go up there, you see the thing, on the de- and it's getting higher every time. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, then, once upon a time, you prided yourself on clicking the highest button. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, you were like, okay, cool, it's 20%. I love the service. Try to help the people. But all of a sudden, you're not paying attention, uh, Will, and the four options change, and all of a sudden, the fourth option is 50%. <laughs> it's a 50 and you're like oh, whoa man hang on a sec they know i'm not paying attention over uh-huh. here uh-huh what am i doing i'm clicking 50 what are I? Mm-hmm. kind of service did i get over here and listen people they're starting to notice what's going on yeah. the people the public is sitting there saying wait a sec nobody's coming to my work and just clicking a 50 percent button on me i think the average now or the minimum is 20 20 percent let me tell you something everybody's feeling the pinch and everybody's out there and they're clutching and grabbing and they're taking what they can and they're trying to survive. And you've got the layoffs and this and that. And everyone's reading the news. And you can't really blame it. Like, they're trying, but some people think it's a little bit deceptive, mm. right? The way it works now on the tap 
type machines because once upon a time, and don't get me wrong, like, you know, I go to the snack bar over at the rink, all right? Mm-hmm. And I'm tipping away. And I actually prefer to tip in person. You know why? Because with cash, the guy accepts cash. Mm-hmm. So you do, if you carry some cash, which I know is annoying anyway, but you carry some cash, you give the tip at the end, and the guy gives you the one, two like that. Mm. And then you know it's a connection point. And you're like, okay, we're going to see each other. This is an ongoing whatever it might be. Straight up pocket the money. But it's zero. Ex- yeah, no, it's a tip. I want him to yeah. pocket the money. It's, a, it's, a, it's extra, not an expectation. And it really changes the dynamic of the feeling of the tip. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine the cash version, if he was like, okay, choose now, 20, yeah. 30, or 50, what's it going to be? Now you feel like it's the mob or something. Now very you, invasive. You feel like he's got a grip on your thumbs and he's about to make a snap. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like a bit of a stronger. I understand why people are feeling this way, mm-hmm. where they're a little bit fed up. It's kind of, it's not just the amount, it's the presentation of it. And it's the the uh, uh, machinery aspect, the lack of human touch. And also, with is it. the tipping like electronically going to the company or the individual worker themselves, right? You always wonder, don't you? Yeah. When you see it on the thing, you're like, how are you splitting it up? Whatever. This is all things going through your mind as you're trying to move about your day, mm. tap your things. And I notice even myself, I don't, sometimes I'm tapping away and, and I'm just trying to get out of there. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it's the 50%. Okay. What was a pleasant experience has, is now turned into a, a, a moral dilemma uh-huh. every time. And so I do think that at a certain point, it can hurt business where all of a sudden people are like, uh, whatever, I'll make a coffee at home or whatever it might be, which might not be so bad, uh, all things considered. But where the business owner has to be looking at that and wondering, okay, is there any residual to this particular approach? To this tactic you got to start thinking about it and i know a lot of them have you got apps like the starbucks app it'll hit you up after and go hey what do you think you want to throw a buck on that or whatever it is and but those are smart people and programmers and it's algorithmic and maybe you didn't click the six dollars and then maybe they try you with the two the next time like i don't it's a complicated psychology appreciate everybody out there uh in the services industry but I'm not sure long term if the current approach is the most successful long term. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me. You might turn people off completely to where they get just get used to hitting zero. By the way, somebody in the chat says that the uh, fancy controller for PlayStation, $200 USD. Okay. So 200 USD, 200 uh, British pounds. Us in Canada, we'll probably pay, pay 250 279 something yeah, yeah. like that. With tip. Exchange. Probably. Amen. Oh, my God. Do Facebook Meta employee spends 460k to live on a cruise ship. MV narrative. This one struck me because it really everybody's talking about not being tethered to their office. Everybody wants to be offsite remote work. Yeah. Well, this is a different level of remote. Here, will we have a cruise ship that is? It, it works like a regular cruise ship, but it really truly is targeted at people that want to live on it, like condo style. Okay. You you get one of these units. In this case, 460k. And it just goes around from city to city. You see the world. You get your work done. And you just, that's your, where you live. Yeah. You live on the ship. Well, what's that reaction? You well, hate the, it? Someone tipped us. <laughs> don't you dare. No, no, don't you dare tip. No, but we don't see where we didn't put the thing on there. Yeah, we didn't we, enforce it's it. It's different. We're not know? the mob. We're not holding your thumbs. All right. We're not, we're not knocking on your door with a baton. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate or it. Or a golf club. Yeah. Or a baseball bat. 
Yeah. I thought it was just a fun. I thing. think the essence of tipping is not asking for it. Mm-hmm. That's the essence of tipping. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it is, I agree. As soon as it's been asked for, man, the magic is gone. It's like a lot of things in life. It's the nuance of human interaction and so forth. And I know there's people out there that say, well, we don't ask. We don't, you don't ever get anything. And it's like, I understand that too. So there's a balancing act to be done with it. And the UI for like the no thanks is like super tiny. So my finger can't even get to it. It's UI games going on. Yeah. The AI generated that stuff. 28-year-old Austin Wells employee met his augmented virtual reality division has cut the cord on office work, relocating from San Diego to a luxury condo on the MV narrative. I don't have to upend my daily routine in order to go see the world, he told CNBC. Due to set sail in 2025, passengers... Uh, will not be transient guests on week-long long itineraries. Instead, the floating apartments will be home to guests from anywhere between three months to 24 years. I said years, Will. Now scroll down and take a look at that. <laughs> well, mm. come on, dude. Not so bad, is it? Yeah, that's and, great. So you're over here in a suite like that. I mean, that's probably a higher-end one. I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. But you're in a suite like that, and all of a sudden, you're in Europe, and you're going between... Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know where you're going between. Maybe it's... Uh, Costa Rica? No, I said Europe. Oh. What is... I need to be at a port, though. Am I in the Netherlands? Can I go to Brussels? Like, I, don't, I need to be in a port. I need okay. water. Yeah. But I'm looking for, like, you know, they do those Italy. river cruises. Well, Italy we can do. Yeah. We can okay. do. We can go to the... Uh, Adriatic. Yeah. You understand? I just wanted a detail for people over there. Uh-huh. Now, here's the hard part, okay? So it looks all pretty and beautiful, and you're on a cruise ship for life. The hard part, time zones. You still got to work for Facebook, or Meta, in this case. Meetings? Me? (laughs) You're trying to enjoy yourself over there, and you're on a scramble. You're changing time zones all the time and making your adjustments. So that's a bit weird. So hopefully, this ship has all the services for different hours. If you happen to be up for the night and sleeping during the day... Mm -hmm. In certain circumstances, hopefully they got the food and the buffet or whatever they need. Uh-huh. Could you do it, Will? That's the main thing. Could you hey, do it? This is not. This is not bad. How you long? Get food, unlimited food. Right? How long do you think you could do it for, though? No, you're gonna. I feel like if it's a condo, you're gonna have to still pay for your food. But yeah, uh, they can have nice chefs and stuff over there. Uh, maybe. Maybe six months to a year. Six months. Let's give it a shot. You yeah, know? because you feel like you just want to have some solid ground at some point. Don't yeah, you? yeah, I think so. This wanna, will be an adventure. You want to hop in your Bronco and have an adventure at some point, don't you? Yeah, let me uh, do some off-roading. Exactly. Can I do that? There's no off-roading over there on the on the boat, some but anyway, it does, it does look pretty good. So, yeah. Uh, Amazon offers generic drugs for five dollar monthly fee with Prime, expanding its healthcare arm. Well. We talked about this thing getting competitive. Uh, what was it? Mark Cuban put out that generic drug thing. All of a sudden, people people were looking at it. To, they were saying, my bill is nothing like it used to be because so many of these uh, uh, drugs go off the original patent, whatever uh, long-term agreement in which the original maker of said drug mm. is able to charge a much higher margin before it comes on the market and any pharmaceutical manufacturer can make it, mm. which happens at a certain amount of time. So it makes sense. Amazon wants to get in the generic drug game as well and make it part of Prime. So <laughs> you get your music and your movies and your fast shipping and your drugs. What are, what are, what are they not going to do for us, Will? They're going to take our blood or what's going to happen? Yeah. 
Probably. Mm-hmm. So that's next. Amazon is offering a new healthcare service, RX Pass, enables Amazon Prime members to access multiple generic medic- medications for a flat monthly fee of five bucks, which is for the people who are buying on a regular basis. Mm. The savings is going to be worth it. Uh, it's in addition to your Prime membership, so hopefully you already have that one, 139 per month, and hopefully whatever savings you're going to get out of it. Uh, you're going to make up that difference. The new service is available in 42 U.S. states. It provides access to drugs for more than 80 common conditions, including high blood pressure, high cholesterol, acid reflux. Some people are on these uh, medications long term. Yes. And this stuff really adds up. And it doesn't cover like the really specific drugs, just 80 common ones. Well, and that's the thing is that is that it's easy to figure out once a drug comes off of its original patent or whatever that program is called it's easy to figure out which ones are the most widely used Mm -hmm. and which ones you would carry and definitely no they're probably it says generic at the top so they're probably not going to carry any name brand stuff Mm -hmm. because that would well obviously have a whole different margin associated with it and it's just probably not a business they want to be involved in if they even could i don't know RxPass is the latest healthcare initiative from Amazon, which announced plans to acquire primary care service One Medical for $3.9 billion in July. And in November, introduced Amazon Clinic, a message-based health service that treats a variety of conditions, including your favorite, COVID. Mm. What do you think? You think the transcriber can pick up uh, my spelling? <laughs> Definitely. Mm. So go ahead and save. They say you'll save up to 80% over industry pricing. So they're going after Mark Cuban and what he's up to. And if the reaction to his business was anything, if we can take any notes from that, I think this is going to be received well uh, as well for, for people who are uh, stuck on some of these medications long term. Mm-hmm. TikTok, employees arbitrarily decide what goes viral. Ooh. Salacious. That's like the human in the loop story when we're talking about Chad GPT. And uh-huh. it's like, oh, you know, we might have to go in there and edit a thing or yeah, two. Yeah, and yeah. this is everyone. This is what everyone speculates. Like people come up in the, and to be like, man, YouTube's trying to do something to me, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know, somebody over there keeps suggesting this stuff. I'm not into it mm-hmm. or I can't avoid it. I can't. Not, and, and then you explain to me like, no, it's algorithmic. It's not any one person. And they're like, nah, man, that guy's shadow banned. And this is real regular life in 2023. And then when you see a story like this and, and you realize, oh, an employee actually just clicked go. Uh-huh. Yes, 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 yes. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. The and viral button. When you... Something gets seen by that many people and the amount of power and influence associated with that. You get a little bit creeped out when you start thinking about any human curating that or selecting that. YouTube itself, when it used to make a bigger deal of the trending page Mm. or the home page, people get upset. They'd say, "Mm, how'd you get there? And at first it would be some sort of metric. And then they did the human curation. And then everyone said, why is every Hollywood movie trailer there? And conspiracy this and that. TikTok reportedly confirmed to Forbes magazine that its own employees can arbitrarily boost videos on the platform. The report, which was published by Forbes on Friday, illustrates just how the company manipulates its users, TikTok and ByteDance employees, per six sources and document reviews by Forbes, regularly engage in heating. <laughs> a manual push that ensures specific videos achieve a certain number of video views. You know how big of a deal this is? People were already 
particularly in the area of ByteDance and TikTok, they were already skeptical. Mm. They were already concerned, saying, are you manipulating what people are seeing? Mm. Do you have an agenda? And then you see a story like this, and you see a number of interviews, and you see six previous employees that are hitting the heat button. Oh, let's heat that up. Well, why? What? Uh, 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 what are, what's the reasoning? What were the meetings? Like, and then you start to get worried about agendas, don't you? And that's mm-hmm. how these stories operate. The heating feature refers to boosting videos into the For You feed through operation and intervention to achieve a certain number of video views. The total video views of heated videos accounts for a large portion of the daily total video views, around 1% to 2%, which can have a significant impact on overall core metrics. Okay, so listen, let's just take another angle on it since I have a, I have a responsibility to do so here. And you have coffee in your bones. If you have really qualified curators, then they may may do a very good job of keep, keeping people engaged on the platform. They may know very well based on their experience, like, let's heat this one. We're going to pe- keep people on the site longer. Let's not heat that one. There is a justifiable, explainable version of, uh, of mm-hmm. this. I mean, there's also marketing. There could be paid posts in which they need to use maybe they just enable this heating feature if a uh, avatar is trying to promote itself on tiktok i have no idea if that's going on but then but that's when it gets kind of squirrely right no politicians decide to pay but the, no 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 but the thing is i'm not saying i actually don't think if you if it's labeled promotional mm-hmm. right if it says hey this is a sponsored post this is how all everything works this is how instagram and twitter everything works in that fashion but i don't think that's what they're referring to here I, I believe probably that function uh, works in a similar fashion, but this heating feature appears to be completely invisible. Mm. That is where things get squirrely because mm. then you don't know why something is in front of you. And if you think it's exclusively algorithmic, then you assume that it's only sitting in front of you because everyone else is enjoying it. Mm. But when it comes to the conversation around agenda, that's where we get nervous because then we wonder – is everybody has everybody else organically uh, lifted this particular piece of content, or is there some incentive or some reason for ByteDance to put this in front of me and millions of other people? And then mm-hmm. so that's where it goes. Whether you're talking about politics or business or influence or whatever else it might be, and TikTok is has a lot of influence. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So TikTok canceled the accounts of no fewer than 11 pro-free speech groups since January 2019. According to sensor track data, the platform did not provide an explanation for the permanent bans of accounts. Yeah. And the China components. Like, there's a lot of pieces here that make people skeptical. A story like this just only boosts that up. I don't know if it's illegal or not. Like in terms of, I don't, I don't know what your, your license agreement, anyone who looks into the license agreement, TikTok basically says they could do whatever they want. So mm-hmm. it's all if very they interesting. Can- if they can, um, you know, de-platform, they can boost. So, oh, they can boost. But, yeah. you know, see, here you can see part of their explanation. One source told Forbes that heating has also been used to boost high-profile collaborations between TikTok and external actors, including NGOs and artists being courted by the platform. Hey, we show you big metrics. Maybe you keep posting here. Mm-hmm. And we really want you here. And, and it's good for business and whatever else. There's a... Obviously, tons of manipulation going on. Mm-hmm. That's uh, to be expected. So always have your have your um, 
your what do you want to call it well like your bullshit meter on like always yeah. be apprehensive and be aware yeah just just what take a take a, take a second look at what you're looking at take a uh-huh. second look at yourself as you look at other things and determine for yourself what's what's really happening or most importantly who's what's in it for me who is this for who's benefiting and what do they have to gain right volvo is set to release its smallest and cheapest electric vehicle this summer it says their cheapest. I don't, not necessarily the cheapest, but I'm always curious about cheap electric vehicles in general mm-hmm. because many have made claims that we will have the cheap electric vehicle. And I know there's lots of options in places like China and India, but over here, less so, man. It's really less so. It's supposed to be the Model 3, Model 3 state expensive. Nissan Leaf is probably the best example, I guess, of a, an actual affordable electric vehicle last week electric reported volvo is developing its first electric minivan after a slide presentation showcasing the company's electrification progress revealed six ev models uh alongside the minivan and a premium ex90 excellence model the slide showed a small suv with little known details according to volvo cv uh, ceo the smaller suv will be revealed on june 15th the new smaller suv is a new addition to the range the age demographic at volvo is a little older than we'd like We'd like to get some more younger people into the brand. That will be a really nice price point, I think, for an entry level. Very safe, decent range, good size still, smaller than a 40. We're going to talk to a completely different demographic. I think he means younger than 40 for the first time probably, and that younger demographic will probably be the ones that shop online. So do they say a target price currently? The C40 starts at 55000 It's going to have to be less than that. Hmm. Yeah, and so under it's going to be 50. under 50. I believe it's got to be even closer to 40 in my estimation. A small Volvo SUV will ride on parent company Geely's SEA architecture, which is also the same stuff used in the upcoming Polestar 4. So that's where that collaboration mm-hmm. overlaps between mm-hmm. Volvo and Polestar and the learnings that are happening mm-hmm. collaboratively between the two. So cool, yeah. Uh, Porsche is going to design the 3D printed battery gigafactory for this company saku and i didn't know anything about this but i thought it was kind of interesting yeah well because it's a very unusual working relationship where like i think porsche stands to benefit from this they may very well be the main client of the of the output of this particular factory but at the moment this company saku who has developed this 3d printed method for making batteries Mm. At the moment, they actually are hiring Porsche as a consultant to help them build the factory because of their experience in manufacturing and assembly lines and so forth. So it's kind of like a roundabout situation. In hopes that the batteries will be in the cars, in the Porsches. Well, I don't think there's any official agreement on that. Mm -hmm. But instead, it's, it's kind of more handshake. If things go well with this initial business dealing, maybe mm. we'll become a... I don't know. But then you look at it a little more deeply and you wonder yourself, okay, well, if I was Porsche and if I was going to become a client of this particular company, it may be in my best interest to actually help consult on the layout and the build out of this particular factory Uh saku which says it's the developer of the world's first 3d printed solid state battery has paired up with porsche consulting because it wants to tap into the automaker's subsidiaries large-scale factory design expertise with respect for its deep expertise in automotive plant ideation and execution we ultimately selected porsche consulting due to our belief 
that its team exhibits mastery in designing large-scale manufacturing plants start to finish. The plant is large, 80,000 square feet. It's a pilot line facility in San Jose. And uh, their goal by 2030 is to have its output uh, at 200 gigawatts across its product line. Mm. And it wants to have two gigafactories by 2024. The 3D printed battery maker says sustainable design is a priority. It wants to figure out a way to maximize manufacturing and just do it in the most efficient way possible. And essentially what this means is that you could see some new battery technology, as suggested, showing up in Porsche vehicles or others, and possibly a strategic advantage. So therefore, this company, Saku, you might want to keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a few bucks at it, Will. Yeah. That's just a... That's not... I, that is not financial advice. <laughs> not whatsoever. I'm just... Is it public? I'm just repeating what Electrek is talking okay, about. Yeah. Don't you mean... Come on, man. Yeah. No, they're uh, actually opening the, uh, the latest funding round. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. taking a uh, <laughs> couple billies thrown around. Oh, man. Uh, well, they're not inviting everyone, but they're definitely inviting you, Will. Mm. Okay. First, AI-powered robot lawyer will represent a defendant in court next month. AI, is AI the thing right now? It's amazing. Oh, it's everywhere. It's amazing, isn't it? Because at first you were... It seems like the, the AI thing, like a lot of other things, it goes up, it goes down. It becomes a really hot topic, and then it goes away for a bit, and then it comes back. And anytime you have a really nice demo, a really good tech demo, state-of-the-art, where are we at right now, it gets everybody fired right back up. And that's, of course, I'm talking about ChatGPT. I'm talking about uh, Mid-Journey. Mid-Journey and everything else. And, and Stable Diffusion. Exactly. Yeah. All of the above. Um, so right now it's the hot topic. When I go through my algorithmic reading sessions, it comes up more than anything else. I would say at the, at this moment, and mm-hmm. it's bringing up all types of moral dilemma type conversations. It's bringing up, um, uh, conversations around copyright. It's bringing up conversations around media and advertising, I am finding an angle and a spot in which this is impacting almost everything. Mm-hmm. It has a p- education. Did I say yep. education? And here we have a law, legal. They're saying, okay, uh, I can't afford a lawyer. I'll get the robot to do it. The robot is now legal defense, which is obviously AI in this circumstance. Is this a publicity stunt? Possibly a robot lawyer powered by artificial intelligence will be the first of its kind to help a defendant fight a traffic ticket in court next month. Joshua Browder, CEO of Do Not Pay, said the company's AI creation runs on, on a smartphone, listens to court arguments, and formulates responses for the defendant. <laughs> <laughs> the AI lawyer tells the defendant what to say in real time through headphones. The robot wow. lawyer will take its first case on February 22. Uh, at 1.30 p.m., history will be made. For the first time, a robot will represent someone in a U.S. courtroom. Do Not Pay AI will whisper in someone's ear exactly what to say. We'll release the results and share more after it happens. Wish us luck. Can you imagine every traffic ticket in history now? Everyone is just defending on their smartphone with their earpiece. The judge is like, enough, right? Then the judge actually downloads the same AI. So they're just... All the AIs are just fighting each other. Combating one another. And the humans are just watching. Like, isn't it? It can happen. This whole thing can happen a lot more rapidly than I feel like we're aware. We kind of get caught in the blinders over there. We're kind of the deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. And then we look up and we're like, oh, yeah, there's th- that, of course that's happening. Of course those robot lawyers are 
arguing right now. Mm-hmm. It just creeps up on you. So presumably you can make a lot of money with some AI like this. I guess because it's so scalable, right? A lot of if it's a, an app on your phone, a lot of traffic save you some money on a ticket. But you start to think of what, all the other places that this uh-huh. can be. Well, you think about like triage. Have you ever been to the hospital and you have to explain what's wrong mm-hmm. with you? And there's a person sitting there that could just be AI as well. Right, instant Sym- translations as well. Symptoms and actually, I have a story about translations. I don't know if it made it in today. It probably did. It might be a couple tabs over. Let's go. Uh, let's keep moving. Uh, do AI images violate copyright? Oh, we've already got stable diffusion lawsuit. So complicated. You knew it was going to happen. I heard people in the visual arts industry talking about how music dealt with things like Napster and and so on. And and this is obviously way different and more complex. And and many are calling on visual artists to not go down without a fight. Mm -hmm. So in this case, three artists have filed a copyright infringement lawsuit against several AI art generators, including Stability AI and Midjourney. The lawsuit alleges that the artist's copyright was violated when Stability and other art generators trained their software using billions of images, which included copyright art created by these artists. I mean, if you've ever posted any art online, Hmm. you may very well be a part of these uh, generators of Mm -hmm. their databases because it's crawling for images in order to train. In this video, attorney Jake Watson breaks down the arguments. Oh, yeah, I think overall stability does have a very good argument for fair use. It appears that their use of the training images and captions in the LAION 5B data set is highly transformative such that it creates a new purpose for the original images. I don't think there's much denying that in addition, it doesn't appear that the new use by stability deprives the copyright owners of their right to control and benefit from the original work. However, given that this type of technology has never existed before, especially given how quickly it developed, I think that as with the dawn of the internet, we need to be very careful in considering the far-reaching implications that a finding of fair use might have. Fair use is the age-old YouTube stuff that you recall when a commentator might want to talk about a video clip or a news story and would and their content would be transformative enough, it may be critical, mm. it may be a, a reworking and not necessarily a substitute for the original and therefore there would be fair use employed as a defense. It doesn't mean that an accusation couldn't be uh, um, sent the direction of the person that posted the content it doesn't mean that they couldn't be sued it just means that they could use fair use as as a defense and it has worked in many cases where transformative content lives in this case yes it is highly transformative but at the same time there without the training and without the access without the data set there is no Mm -hmm. there is none of these things so it's it's honestly it's quite it's a tough it's a tough conversation and maybe our our laws have just not really they're not well adapted for right. this type of thing they've never faced it before and it's about to be some serious battleground over here mm-hmm. humanity may reach singularity within just seven years trend shows so this is what i was talking about relating to language one of the most complicated things to do is language it's mm-hmm. what a big difference between us and a lot of other species there will mm. Uh, translation of languages we kind of take for granted. We go on Google Translate, we throw in what we want, and we just go, okay, let's go ahead with it. But guess what? Yeah, hurry it's, up, Google. It's way more nuanced than that. Yeah. 
Especially when you get Sentence in. Sentence structures. Oh, baby. You get pronunciation. into. Pronunciation. It can become very. You have to be very careful. Things can become very regional. And the amount Dialects, of yeah. expertise you need to, to really do it well. So uh, this, uh, this company here that specializes in translation has been tracking how much editing a human has to do. Like how long it takes for one of their highly skilled humans to make adjustments to AI-generated translations. And the suggestion being, since they've been tracking it over time, AI has been getting better and better and better at, at an extreme pace yeah. in such a fashion that they are no longer having to spend very much time editing. Whereas in the past, the human editor would have to be in there for, say, I don't know, let's just pick an arbitrary number, two minutes. Mm-hmm. Now they're only editing the thing for 20 seconds. Mm. And they have it graphed out on how much acceleration has mm. taken place and how much more nuanced and capable and, I guess, intelligent the AI in this particular uh, task has become. Now, this is only one measure, obviously, of intelligence language, but it is a very advanced one. And if other areas follow suit, like let's say it's all happening at the same time, and not just in language, but in image generation and in the answering of questions and translations and driving, and like it's because it does seem to be converging upon us Mm -hmm. through all this variety of segments of things that we interact with if it is everywhere happening at a similar pace then maybe things are closer than we may imagine Mm. when it comes to singularity or uh, ai putting it in itself into a place that it might even be conscious in in, well in some regards ahead of our positioning Uh in some regards aware Right now, you have, and by the way, this is called Time to Edit. A translation company actually developed this metric in order to uh, account for the advancement of their AI tools and to try to uh, quantify those improvements. But if if you've progressed this quickly in this short a period of time, here's here's the amount of time. Performance was tracked from 2014 to 2022. The time to edit metric, which calculates the time it takes for professional human editors to fix AI-generated translations compared to human ones. Over the eight-year period, analyzing over 2 billion post-edits, translated AI, the company, that's their name, showed a slow but undeniable improvement as it slowly closed the gap towards human-level translation quality. So, and and then there's your chart, which obviously is a nice visual representation so they're saying seven years, it's at human level, 2027, right? Or that's uh-huh. five years. Well, they're saying, I guess they said seven years to be safe, but you can see the trend. Yeah. So then does that mean an AI, because there's a conversational element to this as well. There's an understanding of language here that's so advanced that you would think would make its way into how conversational these AIs become also. Mm-hmm. Once they start to understand nuance really well, yeah. they, it, whatever. Seven years is not a long time. Just, oh, boy. But anyway, it is just one metric. There's other things humans do. Yeah. Come on. Humans are pretty cool. Come on, man. Uh, they're okay. <laughs> for some reason, this was all over my uh, news feed today for whatever reason. The uh-huh. rotation of Earth's inner core might be reversing. It sounds catastrophic. It sort of sounds like some sort of Hollywood movie. I think there was a Hollywood movie where this happened. I didn't see it. Have you ever seen a Hollywood movie? Yeah. I think it was called The Core. 
Okay, good name. Yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll work. Did they have to nuke the core? Is that how it went? Yeah, and then it had to, like, spin the opposite direction because it was exactly this problem. It was reversing. Okay. And people were melting because they were going to the core. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a fun action movie. Well, anyway, so the uh, apparently... Maybe that's why this story is exploding because yeah. people saw this movie and they're like, oh, no, it's happening. It's so, finally happening. Uh, anyway, it could affect the things like magnetic, magnetic field, rotation, and possibly climate. However, unlike in the movie where it's catastrophic, this actually happens. Okay. Um, every, like, 75 years or something like this. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. Based on... Their analysis of seismic waves, they're studying these things uh, caused by similar earthquakes dating back to the 1960s. Yang and Song, those are the researchers in this case, said that they found that the intercourse rotation seems to have paused between 2009 and 2020 and and could be reversing by a small amount. Now, this is all news to me. I never saw the movie. I haven't paid much attention to the Earth's core. Seems important. Yeah, no kidding. So you can understand why there might be kind of a reaction to this thing. But, of course, the article goes on. The seismologist said their findings change how fast seismic waves travel through the inner core. This is how they figured out the fact that the rotation might have changed. The changes are valid, but uh, where is it here? Uh, several competing ideas. There's a component of the article here which says that this is basic. This could be considered a normal behavior. Okay. And happens somewhat uh, infrequently, something like 75 years seems to be the agreement on the trend there. Mm. You can go back to the article you have. I think I think it was fine. Yeah. Anyway, you're fine is what I'm trying to say, Will. You're Am fine. I? Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe not because you're clicking around like crazy. There it is. But I'm melting here. Theories that the inner core reverses its rotation more frequently than, than 70 years determine that it stopped rotating in the early 2000s. No matter which model you like, there's some data that disagrees with it. And take of take of it what you will. Probably not an action movie. It's like most doom and gloom scientific asteroid type. Like the general consensus, probably not an action movie. Right, right. Most times, but who knows? One day, one day that asteroid is going to hit, or one day that core is going to get nuked. Mm-hmm. It's a question of the scale of time and the human lifespan and. Whether it's us nuking the core or if it's the AI protecting yeah. themselves and uh-huh. their server farms or whatever the hell runs them. <laughs> yeah. How cool is this, Will? Good news. FIA has officially approved the helmet cam for all 20 F1 drivers to use it every race this upcoming season. Super cool. Fire emoji. That is so energetic. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, man. That's Monaco, I guess. The rattling around and the... So action-packed. Intensity. You know what it does immediately for me? It gives me that next level appreciation for Mm. what it's like to be in that cockpit. Mm. When you see the degree to which that helmet is rattling and how you have to stay so engaged on that... I mean, you obviously know this, but what a reminder of the engagement level at those speeds Mm. into those turns and why you're absolutely drenched in sweat stepping out of that thing in that fire suit. Yeah, I, I, it's the rattling that really gets it because, you know, you can put the... Well, what about the sound? You can put a camera in the car, but, I mean, it's it'll be stable, you know? This is true POV. 
Yeah, well, I don't know how stable the camera in the car would be either. I mean, the car's rattling a lot. The head's rattling more. Yeah. And they're not running any, it doesn't seem any type of stabilization on it. And I don't think, by the way, for people that are watching it and they're saying, oh, my God, I'm getting car sick, they're going to cut to it. Yeah. Right? They're not, it's not going to Maybe in a turn or something. Yeah, they're not going to sit there. But I love when I see a sport embrace technology and fi- find ways to integrate advancements. Mm into the experience it, it, it almost takes a sport that's been any sport that's been around for a while and puts a new appreciation on it via technology and actually if you click on this tweet you can see what the equipment's going to look like oh actually you can just scroll down look how tiny that camera is oh cool right so the it, side of the helmet it's right where the eyeball is they really thought about point of view on this huh. and they've got something way smaller than a GoPro, so it doesn't impact the drivers or affect them or or increase uh, Wait. risk or danger to them, right? They got this electronic device right there. You want this thing to be as small as possible, so I believe they have the weight listed there. It's eight millimeters, and if you just, 1.43 grams. Get out of here. What, so what is, what, who's making this tech? Wow, it's, it must be a smartphone sensor. 1.43 grams? Do you realize how light that is? Is it 4K? It looked good. I don't know if it's 4K, but it definitely looked good. Look at the integration. I kind of want this helmet. Will you think I grab one of those? Yeah. For go my for it. Yeah. Okay. For my purposes, uh-huh. which I will not necessarily go into. <laughs> yeah. Well done, F1. I wish all sports embrace all types of tech wherever it's safe and doesn't ruin the sport. Like anywhere it can enhance it, all for it. Mm-hmm. Avatar, The Way of the Water, crosses the $2 billion mark in the worldwide box office. Have you seen it yet? No, I have not. Nor have I. So we have not. Mo's can... probably seen it 10 times. Mo has seen it enough for the both of us. Yeah. But it is kind of wild that you and I have not contributed one penny to that $2 billion mark. Mm-hmm. What's keeping you away? Uh, just time. I need to figure out uh, a schedule to go. Because I do want to see it in the theaters. You know, It'll I, be I'm there. not going to wait. It's going to be there for a while. Till, uh it hits like the TV or something. Well, you're but, trying to go 3D and all that, right? Yeah, but there's also a lot of people that's probably still watching it. Right. I kind of want like a more quiet uh, theater experience. Really? Yeah. You want yeah. the theater here to yourself? Yeah. Damn, dude. You're getting old. You yeah. want me at Clint Eastwood right now? It's like it's too loud. From the... All the phones. Whatever the movie was. Get off my lawn or Kids whatever. are cheering. Yeah. No. Get off my lawn, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. get out of my movie theater. Everyone's like, all right. Yeah. Why is this guy so angry? <laughs> well, listen, I guess they don't really need your money at the moment. They know they'll get it at some point since this is the movie. Yeah, sure. Yeah. This is the movie to see right now. And they got two billies already. Although, I don't remember who was telling me. It was like, this movie is so long in the making and so expensive. They need to make even more than that. They need to make many billies. Yeah, I think it was two billion to um, make even. Break even. Break even. Yeah, so now they need what? Like, they probably want to double up at least, so they need four billies. They probably want ten billies. Yeah. Hmm, man. Well, no one's going to complain about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Billies are billies. Mm. So what do they say? What's competing? What's going to come take its spot, as has frequently been the case throughout the unparalleled career? James Cameron has done, he's done it again. Way of the Water has now made over $2 billion. Grand totals after the film's box office take from this weekend, the sixth consecutive weekend that the film has occupied the number one spot since its release. So nothing's going to boot it. Sixth consecutive weekend. Uh, Avatar The Way of the Water is a sequel to, yeah, the big... What did the first one do in terms of cash? 
He's got so many in the two billion club. Look at the list. First avatar, obviously, he's got Titanic. Wait a minute. Where's uh where's Terminator? I don't know if Terminator did the Billy. No. But actually Not look at but, but look at this. Oh, Only no. three other films are part of that club. Oh, the two billion dollar club is crazy, apparently. Oh. It just kind of belongs to him, and then the other movies are not his. Oh, Star yeah, Wars, gotcha. Force Awakens, Avengers: Infinity War, and Avengers: Endgame. Mm. Those are the two Billy Club. Cameron is therefore the only director who can boast that three of his films are among the total of six that have made two billion. So you want to make you want to make a couple of billion? You just got to go shake this guy's hand. Will mm. you just walk up to Cameron and you go, "Hey, I got hey, a Cam. I got a project for you." Yeah. And he's like, why the hell would I work with you? And you're like, I don't know. I got a Bronco. Yeah, you're like, exactly. <laughs> I got a very exciting life. He's like, have you seen Avatar 2 yet? The Way of the Water? You're like, I'm working on it. <laughs> nah. He's like, get out of my face. Yeah. Boom. Anyway, shout out to James Cameron. Congrats, man. You're the guy. You're the only guy. You're the billion dollar guy. That's absolutely the case. You got, two, you got three out of the six that have ever done it. Congrats. Stop it. Thank you very much to everybody who joined here today. Hopefully you enjoyed it and appreciated it. As I said at the beginning of the show, if you don't want to miss these live episodes, make sure to click the notification button so you can come and join us and have all this crazy fun on a Tuesday. Where else are you going to do this on a Tuesday? Never mind a Tuesday at noon. Where else are you going to do it? I don't know. I never saw it before, so click the button. Come join us, and we'll see you again very shortly because we do it every day. We'll see you tomorrow. Later. Bye. <laughs>